Should you get an education as a salesperson? The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Welcome podcast people. It's good to be chatting with you. Wanted to talk about education, which is probably <laughs> among salespeople, it's not a like hot topic of conversation. I very seldom when I'm sitting with salespeople do they dive into deep, ponderous thinking with education. But I think it's definitely worth having a conversation about it because the the lack of conversation is sometimes alarming. But and there because there is value in education. Whether that's formal education or informal education, it, it can make a huge difference in your career and it's worth having a 10, 15 minute discussion on. All right. So the the reason I'm having this conversation is because I've seen a lot of salespeople, well the not just salespeople, business in general, there's a strong conversation against education or formalized education nowadays and rightfully so. My own story is very reflective of that. Especially following the 2008 recession, there was a lot of people out there, especially young students that struggled to find a job because there just weren't as many available as there used to be. And so we still have to provide for ourselves and we still wanted to advance and be ambitious. So what's the common sense thing to do for <laughs> people or students or like, I guess I want to say like young adults, young adults during that area era was to take out a bunch of student loans and go back into school, especially grad school. Right. And we had hundreds of thousands of students doing that same practice, right? It was easier to get a, a student loan than it was to get a job, <laughs> unfortunately. And for me, what I, you know, I, so I finished my four-year degree and it was in probably a less than a marketable skill, Korean and East Asian studies. Um, but I went to, I did a year internship at a nonprofit in New York City. And again, I couldn't get a great job and so I wanted to advance my prospects because I believed in the story of, hey, if you get a bachelor's or master's degree or, or, or you know, if you get any type of higher level education, it's going to be better for you. Again, that's, the, that's what they teach you from very, very young age. And so that's what I did. I went to graduate school, University of Hawaii, and in my wonderfully unique degree of Koreans, specifically focused on North Korean language and culture <laughs> and spent two years and gotten tons of debt for a degree. Now, I will say that I did a, the, that program was geared to government jobs and I did get accepted into a position. Um, but with most government jobs, you have to wait a year before you can get clearance. Usually, usually a year, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter, but that's roughly the average amount of time it takes to get clearance to work. And so for that year, I had to figure out something to do to provide for my family. And my wife still had a year of school left and I was very committed to helping her finish her degree. Um, whether, you, whether you believe degrees are valuable or not, 
they are keys that do unlock doors. I, I do firmly believe that. There are a lot of doors you can't unlock unless you have a degree. So it's not that, anyway, we'll get to that in a second. So I literally couldn't find a job anywhere. Um, I started applying for like teaching jobs that were paying like $40,000, $50,000 a year. I couldn't get a teaching job. I started applying for like admin jobs. I couldn't get any admin jobs. I started applying for like, this is in Hawaii, for like tour guide jobs. I couldn't get a tour guide job. And so like the next step down was like 7-Eleven or something. And I was like, what the heck is going on? I just can't get a job. I have this master's degree. I can't get a freaking job. And so I ended up doing door-to-door sales. And long story short, I made way more money and was way happier and had way more freedom doing door-to-door sales than I would have in a, in a normal nine-to-five job. Um, but that, so that begs the question, right? And, and my experience is very reflective of that, is, is it worth getting an education? And I have lots of friends that are in sales and business that went straight into business out of high school or after, after a couple years of college, they dropped out and then did something else. And they honestly had a leg up in me because they got in earlier. And because that industry does not necessarily need a degree, they have a few years ahead, head start. And it's, it's sometimes I look and I think, man, like what did I do? Should I have just started that, that sales career earlier? Um, cause obviously I have the, the talent. Now I do think that education brought me to a desperate point and that made me work harder than I otherwise would have. But I still think that competitive nature, that, that ability to adapt and, and learn and a pitch and, and influence people was still there. So I probably would have been better off. I don't know. That's the question I ask. Um, but I also think there's another side of the coin and that's what I want to talk about today. So that, that's my own experience. I want to talk about some patterns I've seen with sales and business in general, and whether or not you should consider a degree or education. Now, if I take a step back and look at the people that are in the top tiers of companies that start their own companies, that run companies, that are executives in companies, most of them, almost all of them have degrees of some sort. They've, they've completed some type of schooling. I don't know why that is. I have a few hypotheses that I'm going to go over, but I think it's interesting to note that most people in those positions do have degrees and most of the grunt workers or middle management in business or sales um, don't. And I think they're they're, That's very telling. So first I'm going to, my, my observations, why I really do believe there's, there's certain things that a university education can give you advantages for that are worth considering. Number one, networking. You're around, especially if you go to a, a really good university, you're around a lot of other top tier kids that are that are crushing it, that are doing very, very well, right? For example, again, this is an extreme example. If you would choose to go to Stanford, now Stanford's a very, very expensive school, but the networking opportunities you, get, you would get at Stanford are worth that degree alone, right? Especially if you, if you put out, yourself out there and really network and work with other people. There's some amazing companies that have come out of networking networks out of Stanford, right? And again, that's an extreme example. Um, but specifically like, for example, I went to BYU and BYU is a great networking opportunity for salespeople and their ability to recruit and train other high achieving driven individuals from school is unmatched. And so there is value in networking. Second, 
there is value in learning how to learn. And I've seen that a lot. I, I For example, I'm not going to name any names, but I know this one individual salesperson and very, very hungry and driven, but their intellectual aptitude and their capacity to think is very, very limited. And it really, really caps their ability to work with the, the to communicate on the same level as C-suite executives. And because of that, they don't get opportunities. And they sit there and moan and complain about how you don't need education, education's for losers or whatever. But they, I, I've worked with them on a lot of projects and for sure they're lacking certain skills and abilities that university teaches that a, that a college de- degree would give them to think abstractly, um, to think with multiple variables in, in a, any type of, when there's a problem, not just attack it one way, but attack from a ton of different type of perspectives and also that continuing education, okay? That being said, right? So networking, learning from others, right? And, and being able to solve different prob- problems from like a lot of different perspectives. Those are really valuable. But that doesn't mean you can't get those from other education sources while you're professionally employed, okay? The, the most important principle here is not whether you go to school or not. It's whether you're constantly improving. The advantage of a, of a degree is you're with tens of thousands of people that are constantly improving at a really young age. And that can give you a really good heads up if you apply it. But if you just have the self-discipline to apply that same pattern of learning in your life, then university, you don't need a university. But the problem is, is most people don't. That's the problem. Most people don't have those habits. And it takes about four or five years to form those habits. And so that's, I've noticed salespeople or business people that are hungry and driven and do the job, but because they don't have a habit of learning, they put a ceiling on their own career. And they don't, they're not willing to invest in programs and seminars in workshops, in masterminds, in courses, and they get very stunted in their growth, right? Because they think they're, they're, they come at their work philosophy as in, if I work hard, I can get what I want. Well, turns out that actually is a false story. That's a false belief. It's a very limiting belief. Working hard is not necessarily going to get you ahead. Working smart is going to get you way farther. And so you need to be willing to invest in courses, in workshops, and masterminds, in expanding your knowledge, expanding your network, and that's going to get you way farther ahead than, than just putting your head down and working. I can guarantee you that because that's what I've seen in my own life. Because guess what happened when I got into sales? I was that same person. Like education didn't fulfill the promises. It didn't give me the job or the career I wanted, but sales did. And so what did I do? I put my head down to work for like three years and didn't lift it up. And what I, what I remember looking back at those three years and being, man, that was, that was a lot of hard work. That was tough. You know what? I need help. I was decided to humble myself and started going to seminars, going to courses, going to workshops, going to conventions. And I started to network with individuals that did things better than me, that learned things I didn't learn before and were able to teach me to think in different ways and also leverage, I was able to leverage their strengths. And that's when my career like took off way faster. And so that that's like the, the reason I'm having this podcast right now and having like, talking about talking about this topic on this podcast is because I see so many of you out there that are not investing in yourselves, that are afraid to put down freaking money because 
you don't think it's worth it, all right? And yeah, some courses or some seminars or masterminds are gonna be a dud. I've gone to plenty, right? But the advantages far outweigh like the, the duds out there. Like the, the success stories are way better than the failures and it's worth it to invest. I mean, I invest tens of thousands of dollars in self-education now and they, it always pays a dividend, all right? So if, if you're that salesperson out there and you're looking to advance in your career, you're, you're ambitious, don't just focus on the work. Focus on the education you can get. Focus on the networking. Focusing on leveraging other strengths to make up for your weaknesses and you're going to get way farther ahead than if you just try to figure it out by yourself or do it on your own, right? And that's what I've noticed is that's why C-suite executives and company owners do better is because they, they are humble enough to realize they can't do it by themselves and need, they need to trust and rely on others. They cannot do it all themselves, all right? That's the one lesson I hope you take away from this. If you know a salesperson or a business person that could benefit from this message, this, it's a little raw and it's, it's real. Share it with them. I mean, if there's something you need to, to think about, really think about what you could do and invest in your education and improvement and have a good day.